Today's reading is 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Brothers, I could not address you as spiritual, but as worldly, as infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for solid food. In fact, you are still not ready, for you are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and dissension among you, are you not worldly? Are you not walking in the way of man? For when one of you says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere men? What then is Apollos, and what is Paul? They are servants through whom you believed, as the Lord has assigned to each his role. I planted the seed, and Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. He who plants and he who waters are one in purpose, and each will be rewarded according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, God's building." By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one must be careful how he builds. For no one can lay a foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, his workmanship will be evident because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will prove the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he will receive receive a reward. If it is burned up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as if through the flames. Do you not know that you yourselves are God's temple, and that God's Spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. Let no one deceive himself. If any of you thinks he is wise in this age, he should become a fool so that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight, as it is written, He catches the wise in their craftiness, and again, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile. Therefore, stop boasting in men. All things are yours whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all of them belong to you, and you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. This is God's word. Back in 1 Corinthians 1, Paul expressed a great deal of confidence about the salvation of the Corinthian believers. He talked about all the ways in which God had enriched them. We saw that in chapter 1, verse 5 which confirmed their acceptance of the gospel in chapter 1, verse 6. So that they had every spiritual gift, according to chapter 1, verse 6. But at the end of chapter 1, he explained that their salvation came from Christ crucified, not from human wisdom. And in chapter 2, he described how their faith was a spiritual work done by the Holy Spirit of God. Now here in chapter 3, he made a turn in his message to the Corinthians. Although they were saved by the Spirit, he could not speak to them as if they were spiritually mature. Rather, they had to be addressed as if they were babies in Christ, according to verses 1 through 3. This is quite a put-down. Not an insult, but a much-needed adjustment to their self-assessment. The Corinthians were proud of how advanced they were spiritually. Just look at all the spiritual gifts they had, they thought. But contrary to their beliefs about themselves... 
Paul told them that they were acting in a spiritually immature manner, like babies in Christ. What caused him to say that? It was the fact that there was jealousy and quarreling among them, according to verse 3. That jealousy and quarreling was about who was the best spiritual leader, Paul, Apollos, or someone else, according to verse 4. But Paul and Apollos were not competitors. Rather, they were servants of God, who both made meaningful contributions to the church, according to verses 5 through 9. Verses 10 through 17 are often misunderstood, in part because Paul will later in this same book talk about our human bodies as the temple of God. That's what he means in chapter 6. But here in chapter 3, he's not referring to the human body or their individual spiritual lives when he talks about the body of Christ. Instead, the context of verses 10 through 17 refer to the church itself, the group of people who had come together to form the church in Corinth. The foundation Paul laid is the foundation of the church at Corinth, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, according to verses 10 through 11. Apollos, or anyone else who serves the church, is building on that foundation. But it is God who will test the quality of everyone's work, according to verses 12 through 14. The temple Paul is referring to here, then, is the church itself in Corinth, according to verse 16. And the warning against destroying the temple is a warning against tearing the church apart through jealousy and quarreling, which is referenced in verse 3, or any other way that causes disunity in the church. So what are some sins that tear churches apart? One answer is sin of any kind that goes unconfessed and unaddressed. And the Corinthian church was full of that kind of stuff. Just from this letter, we know that the Corinthians had incest, according to chapter 5, lawsuits among believers, according to chapter 6, sexual immorality of all kinds, according to chapter 6, verses 12 through 20, unbiblical divorce, according to chapter 7, abuses of Christian liberty, according to chapters 8 through 10, disorderly worship, according to chapter 9, abuse of the Lord's Supper, also according to chapter 9, and more. The warning in today's passage is very serious. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person, for God's temple is sacred, and you together are that temple. That's what chapter 3, verse 17 says in the NIV. How many churches have been torn apart by sin? Sin among the leaders or sin within the body? How many congregations have been ripped apart by gossip, for instance? How many have been weakened or killed by failing to follow biblical leadership? Understand, then, that as a church member, your choices affect far more people than just you. Your choices can cause harm to the body of Christ, and if that happens, God promised to deal with you severely for the harm you've caused to his work, according to verse 17. This passage, then, should sober us and cause us to realize the importance of making godly choices, not only for our own walk with God, but for the spiritual health and strength of his church. So, are you involved in any gossip? Are you involved in undermining the leadership of the church if it is doing what is right? So I hope you'll consider these things and think about ways in which you can bring the church together instead of tear it apart through sin. If you found this devotional helpful, please consider signing up to receive it every day in your email if you don't already. You go to dailypbj.com slash subscribe for that. Also, I'm looking for financial support on a monthly basis 
please go to dailypbj.com support if you would consider doing that. Also, please share this on whatever social media platform you may have found it, or just forward the email if you're using that, and that'll help me grow the audience for this work. May God bless you. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time.